Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, June 5th. 2023 brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons family owned full service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick for Zellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Still in Bishop will join us here later on as he's finishing up in the other studio. Uh, but uh, interesting weekend in sports. A lot of baseball to talk about here. Uh, but uh, Colin, how was your weekend? It was uh, nice. It was relaxing. You got the right mic up now? I do. Sorry, right. I think some things changed since the other day. It might have, I don't know, but it was a good weekend. Nick, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, good game on, or good games on Saturday for Berkeley Post 14, so that was fun to get out there and call some baseball for the first time in a little bit and uh, you know, see the talent of the Eastern Panhandle, so that was fun on Saturday. Sunday just kind of relaxed, but overall, good weekend. Yeah, uh, I had an interesting weekend, to say the least. <laughs> Thought I had my car problems fixed last week, but yesterday I got stranded on the side of I-81, which is never fun. Um, thank God I was in the, the lane uh, between my exit and the hospital exit, so there's a, there's a lane there between me and the traffic, 90% of the traffic, but that was scary to just sit there and your car moves as you know semi-trucks are driving by. Yeah, that would not sound fun. Yeah, and now I'm without a car. Shout out to uh, Nick for driving me to work today. Uh, but let's get into let's talk some sports here. As um, big weekend, Hedgesville, they won in the uh, state semifinal on Friday. It was a great game pitched, I believe, a two-hitter by Lane DeLauder. Um, and uh, they get the big win on Friday, but unfortunately they fall short on Saturday. Yeah, come up a little bit short in the state championship game, but overall, uh, a good run, a great season for Hedgesville. Uh, you know, they were down in that state championship, eleven to three, I believe it was. Came back, made it eleven to eight. So, you know, I think the fact that this team fought throughout the game, you know, didn't give up on it, uh, and made it a game shows how good they really were this season. Just unfortunately, uh, in the state championship, you know, neither. Tanner Matthew or Jackson Rest really had their best days pitching, so um, you know, couldn't find a way to win that game. But this team uh, had a great run. I don't think really people expected them to make it as far as they did um, until, of course, we saw what they were able to do this year. But I think you know, before the season started, I don't think any of us really thought they would be playing for a state championship necessarily at Hedgesville this year. We thought they would improve, but you know, from where they were last year to where they were this year, I think shows, you know, how well they're they're building a program there and, and how well they're coached and just the the uh fight of that team and the uh you know, the talent on that roster. Uh, you know, it ended up being a really impressive team. Unfortunately you, you come up a little bit short, but uh, to make it that far and you know, just a few things here and there and we could have been talking about a Hedgesville State Championship today, so um, great season for the Eagles. Just 
you know, unfortunately, you lose in that title game. Yeah, let's look back to the 3-1 to victory over University on Friday. It was a total of eight hit for the team, two RBIs, four walks. Lane DeLauder going six and two-thirds, giving up three hits, one run, one earned, three walks while striking out eight. Jackson Ruest has to come in after DeLauder hits the pitch count limit. And he throws just two pitches to get out of the inning and win the game. Uh, it was Landon Pence with a two-for-four day with an RBI. Connor Quinn, a three-for-three day with an RBI. And then Braylon Connor, Noah Brown, and Gage Gano all had hits in the game. Uh, but one thing to note, Braylon Connor got hurt early, had to change. They had to move some things around positional-wise. He goes from shortstop to second base, and then Noah Brown goes to shortstop, and then Chris French goes from second to third base in the ball game. They're able to get the win in Braylon Connor, a trooper. Troops through it. He plays on Saturday in the state championship game. Hedgesville actually had a 3-2 to two lead in the fourth inning, but unfortunately there was a controversial call in the game. You guys weren't necessarily watching the game due to calling the uh, post-14 game, but I had it on here. And controversial call on a, a throw down to first – uh, after a, I believe is what it was, and then it kind of just spitballed from there. It was not a, you know, it kind of got into the heads of the hedges, the heads of the Hedgesville players, and they gave up nine in the bottom of the fourth inning. But they came back and scored five in the top of the fifth to make it eleven to eight. But that was all they could muster up, as um, it was a two hit day from Noah Brown going two for four with two RBIs. Braylon Connor. Who uh, you know was played through that injury, played second on that on Saturday. He went one for four with two RBIs, an RBI coming from Canerium and Gano, and then Connor Quinn goes one for four. He has four hits in the whole thing. Tanner Matthew goes three innings, five hits, four runs or five earned, five runs, four earned, one walk, three strikeouts. Jackson Rest pitches the final three innings, gives up six hits, six runs, four earned, one walk while striking out five. As they fall 11 to 8 in their state runner ups, Lane DeLauder, Connor Quinn, and who was the other one? Nick? Um, I believe that was it. Unless I'm forgetting something. But there was a third person that made all state here. He was just Lane and Connor, but I could be missing somebody. It was Gage Gano. Gage Gano. Gage Gano also makes the all class AAA all tournament team, so congratulations to them in Hedgesville with a great season. Colin. Your thoughts? I agree. It was a great season, and I know they're disappointed that the season didn't end the way they wanted. They would have loved to win the game. But as you said, in the first game, in the very first inning, even though they still won, Braylon Connor gets injured and toughs it out, and that just shows the toughness that he has and the competitive that he has to stay in there even through that injury after change positions which forces a few other guys to have to change positions positions that they're not used to and having to do that in a state semifinal and a state championship is huge and you could see that I guess eventually come back to get them in that second game even though the pitching also just uh kind of wasn't there in that second game in the 11-8 loss but it just shows that Hedgesville never gives up and you like that even though they still came up short I think next year should still be a solid season for this team and can build off this season and have a chip on their shoulder of we were this close, let's go out and this time potentially win it. But 
shout out to Lane DeWater in that first game, as we already said, a two-hit game, and his stuff the entire postseason was on point, and you like the way that trend is going for him into his senior year, that he's already a stud on the field when it comes to the pitcher's mound, and you like that you get to see one more year of him. Yeah, yeah I think they'll still have a you know a good season next year and potentially even compete for another state championship. I mean, they're going to lose some you know key pieces, uh, you know Jackson, Tanner, Braylon, uh, Chris French as well, just to name a few guys that start for them, and then Mike Nichols and uh, Rivera Sosa. I believe that's all the seniors, but maybe Gage Gano as well. I think that's everybody. Uh, if I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize, but. Um, you're losing you know, some good pieces there, but you bring back the rest of the team. You still have Lane. Uh, you're going to obviously need to find some starting pitching, but I think they have some guys like Mason Elliott and Ian Wolf that could come in and uh, be starters for them this next year. So Yeah, and I mean, you're going to bring Brett Pedersen back. I mean, I think his bat in the lineup and his handedness in the field, his defensive prowess is going to be huge for them. Trenton Canarium. Him and Noah Brown are only going to get better. And Noah Brown. Noah Brown really came on toward the end of the year. So they'll still be, you know, a very good team. I mean, but that's everybody around here is going to be good. So it's going to be tough to, you know, really name a favorite heading into next season. Uh, because we know Jefferson's going to bring back a lot, and Martinsburg's going to bring back a lot, and Musselman's going to continue to be good. So uh, they lose a lot, but they also bring back a decent amount of their team. So and a guy that got a and we know Washington's going to be better. They were young and oh yeah, else we expect to take a, a step up as well. So but a guy next year a well. guy for Hedgesville that kind of you know he was he is going to make a jump because you see this all throughout. Usually freshmen you can get in there as courtesy runners, but Cash Dunham. Weirdest name a lot. He was coming in a courtesy run. Wouldn't be surprised if we hear him as a starter next year. Yeah, Could I be. mean potentially. I mean, we saw a lot of guys last year with Martinsburg that were that were courtesy runners, and and here they were this year making big contributions to the team. Uh, you know, like Oviedo and Wilt. You know, just to name a few of those guys that you know that were courtesy runners last year. So, uh, moving on here, Sunday, we'll uh, we'll kind of just go in order, talk about baseball all together. Um, Sunday saw the uh, class, I believe it was the North South All Star Game, not Class AAA All Star Game. It was the North South All Star Baseball Game at George Washington High School. Braylon Connor was selected. I believe he declined due to the injury that he sustained during the state tournament. So, I don't know if this was how it was, but to Colin Reed. Uh, ended up playing, I don't necessarily know in his space or not, or in his place or not, but uh, Colin Reed and Jordan Camby, they combined for five hits uh, between those two contests that they played a doubleheader. And Colin Reed went yard and had a triple, I believe. So congratulations to them for showing off at the state level. Yeah, yeah always good to see uh, you guys from the Eastern Panhandle represent on those north-south games. So, uh, And then for them to contribute and have, you know, good outings i think is you know expected at this point too for those guys because they had good weekends for post 14 as well i was about to say where was that game at again sunday that was at george washington high school so having to go to george washington after playing a saturday double header drive down and then play in another it was another double header right yeah two seven inning double that's crazy and to still have success and not be tired and now have a game tomorrow as well for those two guys. So hopefully the bats stay hot. And congrats to them on being named to those and 
being successful. Yeah. All right, let's move on and talk about the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets Legion Baseball. They combined to go 5-0 and over the weekend as a junior team went 3-0, and beating Smithsburg Blue Crab 7-0 on Friday. Post 259, 18-2 to and 10-0 yesterday. The senior team swept a doubleheader over Swarsville PA Post 644, 11-4 and 11-3 on Saturday. Baden-Hartman combined for five hits and seven RBIs. The senior Hornets, as we just talked about, they return to action tomorrow against Post 34 out of Leesburg, Virginia. We'll have that game for you at 7 p.m. with the pregame coverage at 6.45. Uh, what are your thoughts on this post-14? I mean, I guess the organization as a whole is definitely thriving right now uh, with the huge weekend. But, I mean, just looking at that senior team and then looking at the junior team separately, they're a junior team by regulation, but they're a m- majority team that has varsity experience, and they're showing it. Yeah, I mean, there's talent on both teams. We know there's a lot of talent in this area, and uh, Berkeley Post 14, you know, represents that talent. Um, and what they were able to do over the weekend was very impressive. Uh, we, you know, I saw more of the senior game. I mean, I saw a little bit of the junior game being back here in the studio. But you know, the senior team, I mean, one through nine, not only can they all hit and field really well, but they got a ton of speed in this lineup as well. So, you know, and they got a ton of guys that can pitch. And they were down, you know, four guys from Hedgesville between the two teams. So, yeah, I consider it as that as well. And then there's guys that are on the junior team that could probably be on a senior team, like Taryn Boyles. And uh, like you said, you know, the guys that are varsity experience that are down there, Oviedo obviously plays on both. And, uh, you know, Poltar and, and just a few others that come to mind, uh, you know, originally there. So, I mean, these are really talented teams. They proved that over the weekend. Uh, I think they're both going to have a lot of success. Um, not certain if their competition was necessarily on their level. So, you know, when they play some maybe tougher teams, we'll see some probably closer games. But And when you schedule Legion games, it's definitely hard to say, oh, this team's going to be good or not, just based upon looking at maybe at last year's record. Because right. those teams cycle through all the time. Yeah, like the turnover on Legion teams, I feel like could be a lot due to a lot of seniors or, you know, players moving out of the area, just you know stuff like that that you can't predict necessarily. So it seemed like it's hard to schedule and know who you're going to get 100 percent of the yeah, time. It, it seemed like Sawyersville uh, had some talent on their roster, but probably ran out of pitching in that second game uh, because in the first game or in the second game, you know, for the first four or five innings, they were in the game. Uh, in the, you know, the first game wasn't really that close, but. Uh, second game, they had some opportunities to potentially make it closer than what it was. So, uh, but overall, you know, a good weekend for Berkeley Post 14. They'll build on it. I would expect Leesburg to be pretty solid. Yep. So, should be a good uh, opportunity for them tomorrow. Also, we learned that uh, Caleb Fletcher will uh, be on the Post 14 Hornets from time to time this summer when he's not playing for his other travel team in the summer. So, that's a huge addition to the team. Yeah, it is, and as uh, Nick already mentioned, they were still without some Hedgesville guys. We know uh, Horowitz wasn't there as well yet as he's still, um, I believe, in deployment until I think Saturday is what we heard from Trip, right? It was the uh, 10th, I believe, but uh, very impressive all around for both the junior and the senior teams this past uh, weekend, getting wins. Um, pitching was on point. We got to see in the first game for the junior team um a combined shutout and then the first game for the senior team a shutout and offensively 
almost got to see Baden Hartman hit for the cycle. We got to see three home he runs. Was, he was going for that third. Yeah, for the third oh, base. absolutely he had to go for the cycle and get that triple in his last at-bat. We almost saw a fourth home run, and that foul ball was probably the most impressive power that we saw, even though it wasn't a home run. I thought that was going 400-plus feet for how hard it was hit off the bat. Um, but this team's looking really good, and it wasn't even at full strength yet. So I think uh, they continue to go, get those guys back, and this team's going to be dangerous. How about this? I think I looked up the the total, or I calculated the total number of runs scored by the junior league team compared to their opponents, the run differential. I believe it to be 49 to 12. I could be wrong on my math because I did it like at the beginning of the game, but it's at least 49 to 12, I believe, is the output, or even less than that, actually. Two, nine, maybe 14. But uh, that just that meant that you know in what five games I think they're or six games or five six and games one. now yeah because they went and played yesterday and got the uh, sweep of the doubleheader that is crazy to me all right well that will do it for this first segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg they did become number one by making you number one first go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break we'll uh, talk about local uh, a local football player he gets a his first d1 offer all about that after this two minute break you're tuned in the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 back in two minutes With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. Base hit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Monday, June 5th, 2023. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Well, now we're joined by Dylan Bishop, who is finishing up some other stuff in the other studio. Dylan, how was your weekend? Uh, not too bad. I uh, had a nice time at the ballpark, P.O. Faulkner Park, uh, for that doubleheader on Saturday, and then got to host a going away for a party for a friend of mine that's about to move to Lexington, Kentucky. Well, I'm, I'm Do they glad have to stay in a dorm room. <laughs> no, okay. I'm glad that uh, things ended early so you could get to that. Yeah, because you never know with double headers. You could be there for like the you know four or five hours, or you could be there for like eight hours. Oh yeah, I had that taken into account, <laughs> especially yeah. since he was hosting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to me, like when I saw that, I was like, "All right, well, my my whole day is shot." Like yeah. seven thirty, eight o'clock is the expectation, and it was done by like six. Yeah, a rain delay or something else would have yeah. uh, really thrown a wrench into things, but it, it worked out in the end. All right, well, let's talk about here some local football here. As you know, it's the summer. This is a really recruiting season for a lot of guys here in the Eastern Panhandle. Been seeing on Twitter. You know, this is my camp, my summer camp lineup where I'm going to all these junior, you know, these junior days, I guess you'd call them junior camps, these camps mm-hmm. at, at certain colleges. I know Aiden Fleming, I saw his. He's going to be everywhere <laughs> from Ohio to, uh, I believe, WVU and Marshall, up to Maryland, down to ODU, I think. Uh, you know, so a lot there. Uh, and, you know, these Hedgesville guys, they like to add us on Twitter, Colin. So we, we see a lot of what they do, too. And uh, DeMonte Martin, you know, young receiver there for the Eagles, he's at a prospect camp over the weekend, I believe, at Morgantown High School. And uh, he gets his first D1 offer. Yeah, he does. It was a great camp for him. I believe he was the camp MVP. Yep. And then it was later announced on his social media that – uh, UNLV has um, offered him, so congratulations to him, and that just shows you uh, something as simple as a going out, being exposed at all these different camps, and the talent that we have in this area shining at those camps. I mean, this camp was in Morgantown, the GCOH performance camp. I know uh, Rashad Reed was there. It looks like he was the DL MVP at the camp as well. So getting to see a lot of these talented guys shining for the four-state area and even a UNLV team is tremendous opportunity for them. Yeah, it appears Rodrigo Delgado now at Jefferson was there as well. I believe he run, uh, won the running back MVP uh, you know, just tr- scrolling through Twitter, seeing a bunch of stuff here. But this kind of brings me to a point here. How big do you think social media is becoming, especially for this? I'm going to say it. Everybody else is going to agree with me. The under-recruited Eastern Panhandle. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, first of all, just on DeMonte Martin for, for a, a second before moving on, that UNLV is, uh, you know, that's an FBS program in the Mountain West with the likes of, you know, Boise State and Air Force and San Diego State. Uh, lower in the totem pole, though, they've had struggles a lot over the years. But just found this out while researching this since we're talking about it. Barry Odom is their new uh, head coach, former head coach of Missouri, went 25 and 25 at Missouri, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's that would be a lot better than what UNLV's had recently. So they could be on the up and up and adding guys in like DeMonte Martin. But yeah, social media for recruiting is a key tool. I mean, these guys are able to put up their own highlights that way versus something like, you know, huddle 
a huddle video that is, you know, not quite as accessible. It can make it a little more, you know, word of mouth type of a thing with how players gain exposure with people just being able to see these clips on po- on social media. So it can help out a lot of guys, I'm sure. Yeah, like Devon- Demonte Martin or anyone else in getting offers. So it's a it's a nice tool to looks be able like, to use. Looks like Cassius Gideon was also at that camp, a wide receiver MVP. Uh, Dennis Pike of Musselman also there as well. Probably a lot more. I'm just not seeing it on Twitter. Uh, but, but it's not just their social media, right? Getting to go to these camps, networking yeah. with the coaches, mm-hmm. and getting out there to other groups that are out there. I, I'm looking here at after DeMonte Martin got offered, and the tweet was 17 hours ago, five hours before that, so now 22 hours ago for that, Compete24 put out his picture, tagged him in it, and said... Uh, hold on, let me pull it up so that I can make sure to read the entire thing. 2025 wide receiver athlete out of Hedgesville. One of more impressive players today. 6'3", 200 with a 3.6 GPA. Can move in space in a smooth route runner. No offers currently, but has FBS talent. And five hours later, he gets the offer well, from UNLV. It, I, I don't know. Now. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, uh, you know, being... That kind of athlete. That's the thing, too. Yeah. I think we have to consider when you're looking at Eastern Panhandle guys. I mean, there's not too many 6'3", 200-pounders running around here that are, you know, legitimate Division One players when you're looking – when they're when you look at what they're looking at. And, you know, they're looking at how you project for the next level. So you got to consider that, too. Um, but there is a lot of talent around here. I think a guy like that should be getting recruited by – the in-state schools, the WVUs, the yeah. Marshalls of the world, especially if UNLV now is offering. I mean, you know, that's all the way in Nevada. I mean, and they're seeing the talent here, and they're going for this guy. You know, why hasn't Marshall offered already on a guy like Martin uh, when he's in the state? And that's on the same type of level. I mean, it's Sunbelt versus Mountain West. Mountain West is probably better than the Sunbelt. So, um, you know, it's a little bit surprising. So I, I think that's where – you get a little bit, uh, I guess, discouraged is that the Eastern Panhandle doesn't get recruited by its in-state schools very well, at least from the Division One level. Well, Obviously, Shepard's going to be out there recruiting guys around here and uh, you know some of the other schools around the state, but the D1 schools should be recruiting these guys and giving them scholarship offers. To be, to be fair, in just this specific situation, I do think Marshall and WVU would be step up steps up from UNLV specifically, but DeMonte well, Martin is... Well, it depends on how you look at he's it. He's also younger, too. He, right, that's the, that's the offer, thing. So that, yes, he has, has, come in he's not a senior. He, does, he hasn't played his last high school football, yeah. but just in yeah. general, last two years under Marcus Arroyo, UNLV went 7-23, and 23, and they were 20-40 and 40 in the four years prior under Tony Sanchez, one of the lower schools in the Mountain West. But it's, not, but, it's not just football. I know Marshall's never signed a Jefferson baseball player. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah. how is that a thing? Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous when you think about it yeah. just in general. But yeah, your general Have point. Have they offered, right? though? How many offers? I don't, I don't know. But I know they've never signed one just from t- talking with Coach Lauer. Yeah. Ah, that's just crazy to me. But but one thing that I think is going to help DeMonte Martin in his mm-hmm. recruiting, you know, this is a young guy who can perform at, the, at multiple sports, is the fact that he can run track. You're going to see probably later down the line. Maybe he could be a track star in college too. I mean, we see this, you know, a lot throughout. Is you know, some of your wide receivers, your cornerbacks, 
They're fast guys that will also run track, which will also help them get a scholarship. Uh, like, uh, you know, I know from seeing this that, you know, a lot of guys that played for Marshall in football, they just brought back their men's track team uh, this past season, and they all performed very well. On the, You know, there's a bunch of guys that came up that have been playing football at Marshall for a couple of years, haven't, you know, been out of high school for a few years, and they just jump right back into the track circuit. So I would imagine that, you know, just based upon what I've seen from DeMonte's social media, that uh, you know he could get some some multiple offers together to play or to play and run. I guess would be to play yeah, football I mean, and run run track. I don't know if Keyshawn Robinson's running track at WVU or if he goes to WVU. I mean, I know he's committed right now, but we'll see. Do what they happens. have track, Colin? I would imagine so, right? Being a Big Twelve school, maybe not. But either way, I mean, they might only have. Hold on, they might have women's track at field. Yeah, a lot of schools have nine. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sometimes difficult with the Title IX rules to have both men's and women's they track. They do not have men's track. Okay. They don't have men's cross country either. But, I mean, he's the kind of guy that's very similar to Martin in terms of, you know, he projects very well. They had uh, track fast, until 2003. Right, yeah, they have it for club, I knew. Yeah, like you see at the NFL level, you see four threes and four twos are becoming more common for wide receivers. Yeah. And, you know, th- just in general, the re- athletes in football are getting bigger and faster and stronger. You see more and more defensive ends that run f- four fives, four fours, even like a Nolan Smith from, from Georgia that – you need that athleticism at the at the next level, even, even if the, you're talking about the next level being college rather than high school. Right. And I think that goes back to what I was saying with the production, too. Not necessarily your production is everything that they're looking at when uh, they're offering you a scholarship. So, you know, obviously there's talented guys around here. I think that the in-state schools could do a little bit better job of recruiting the Eastern Panhandle because we see that they recruit in the Charleston area. They recruit in the Morgantown area, but not so much in this area. So um, you'd like to see that represented a little bit better, but maybe it is starting to change. We've seen Robinson get the the scholarship. Obviously, Hudson Clements there. Cam Chalice is at WVU as well. So starting to maybe see a little bit of a change, but you'd like to see uh, more guys get recruited around here by the in-state schools. Yeah. yeah. The D1 Speaking of uh, Clement, Murphy Clement gets a second Division One offer over the weekend. Uh, for Morgan State University, the Bears, he gets the offer there. Um, he's a four-four guy as well. You know, he's a guy that'll be interesting to see how he is used now this year uh, with him being a senior. Because on his Twitter, it says quarterback slash running back slash wide receiver slash DB slash athlete. So I was about to say he's the definition of athlete when it comes to football because he can play anywhere on both sides of the ball and probably be one of the best if not the best at that he's a special player i'm looking forward to see his senior year hopefully he is truly a hundred percent we know he had the injury a few years ago the lift frank injury uh was recovering during last season as well so i don't think he was at 100 percent. i truly as of right now believe that he will be and that this year he's going to be getting a lot of looks because of that yeah, I think that's the key for him. Probably why we haven't seen as many offers as you would expect is because he had that foot injury, and then that kind of caused him to have a little bit of a down year because he wasn't on the field as much or getting the ball as much because he was still dealing with that injury. So I think if uh, Murphy's 100% or at least close to it, um, we'll see more offers for him because he already had the ODU offer. We know Jim Harbaugh like, gave him a pair of cleats when he was at the Michigan camp. Um, so, you know, he's certainly stood out to college coaches, 
I think people looked maybe at his season last year was maybe a little bit worried about why he wasn't on the field as much and that, and that foot injury. So uh, I think next year, you know, he'll have a good season and hopefully get a lot more offers. But uh, definitely excited about what Murphy can do. I think he, when healthy, he's the best player in the state. So. Yeah, I think they're going to run the offense a lot more through him than they did this year now that Ezra Bajan is at Shepard and they can kind of just rely on him. I kind of picture Murphy as a running back at the college level probably but you could put him anywhere I mean you can yeah, maybe put a slot receiver yeah maybe a receiver he played pretty much all of it this past year when injuries came to the Bulldogs but I think he's probably best suited as a guy that you just hand the ball off to and he can find some holes that's kind of been his most successful thing at Martinsburg is when they use him as the quarterback on the direct snap runs rather than when he throws the ball or when they put him out wide although he worked pretty well as a wide receiver when he needed to this year and they use Zion Grantham at running back and Ezra behind center so that kind of ended up being the most successful thing for Martinsburg will it be the most successful role for Murphy at the college level we'll see we will see uh but uh this Thursday Bulldog bait or excuse me Bulldog Golf Classic Bulldog Football Golf Classic is this Thursday moved to 8 a.m. Might be a couple spots left if you want to join that. Uh, go to Martinsburg Bulldog Football on Facebook. Scan the QR code. Get in contact. See if they have any more spots left. Uh, but it's a tee time of 8 a.m. Colin, it's going to be an early day on Thursday. Yeah, and that's the thing that needs to get out there because I don't know how much it truly has been because it was originally scheduled for 9 a.m. at Crest Creek, but it has been moved up an hour to 8 a.m. tee time for those tuned in that are already registered. It's 8 a.m. now, not 9 a.m. just because of the amount of registrations that they've had. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to our team, even though we're probably not even going to come close. Whoa, 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 whoa. My own golf game has been upped. I've uh, upped my you're golf not Tiger game. Woods. Shut up over there, Spencer. I've upped my golf game from last year's Bulldog class. That's not too hard. I, mean, I was going to say, maybe he's 2023 Tiger Woods. It, it, it's not hard. But shout out Trophies Plus, by the way. I saw Donna post on uh, Facebook that she's actually creating this year's uh, championship trophy for the golf classic. So I wanted to give them a shout out. It's looking pretty cool. The participation trophies. For us. Ask her if she can make one for us. Okay. I would appreciate that. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll talk uh, NBA Finals. The Heat tie the series. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit more NBA news when we come back. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210 back in two minutes. Anywhere close to an exit sign, you'll hear us when we cross the county line. Where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. 
No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. Brings up Camian Gonzalez with runners on the corners. Runner from first going, and it's a fair ball down the third baseline by Gonzalez. That's going to allow one to score. The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us for this June 5th, 2023. As we get into some NBA Finals action from last night, uh, it was a it's tying the series up. The Heat get the 111-108 victory over the Nuggets. The Nuggets, uh, they can't, uh, you know, can't keep everything up from where they were i mean they were up at halftime uh they were up at the end of the third but a 36 point fourth quarter by the heat does it they win 111 108 tie the series up big big win for them to tie it up yeah uh you know duncan robinson took over to start that fourth quarter that was a big storyline uh the nuggets start kevin love which i think helped them in some ways get a little bit more uh, size out there on the floor, you know, keep Jokic off the glass a little bit. Uh, and also the big takeaway, I think, is that Jokic had his way offensively in terms of scoring, but he wasn't really creating for his teammates as much, only four assists. And as we've said before, he's at his best when he's in the 25 to 30 range and his teammates are getting, you know, their points as well and he's still getting the triple-double. That's when he's at his best. So if you're able to take away everybody else and just kind of let Jokic do his thing, as crazy as it sounds, him going for 40 may not hurt you as much as him going for 25, 10, and 10. And to go to your point, they are now 0-3 when he has 40-plus point games. Yeah, so. It, yeah, it makes sense when you think about the reason he's not getting the assists is because his teammates weren't making the shots. Right. Jamal Murray struggled mightily in this game. KCP was invisible for the second game in a row. And Aaron Gordon didn't have the, nearly the same game he had in game one either. So it was essentially, you know, late into the fourth quarter, I think, you know, it was 10 points for Jamal Murray, and he was the second leading scorer on the team. And, you know, Jokic carrying the load offensively in terms of scoring, but not getting the production. Like, at this level, 
no team is going to get that far with one guy carrying the load. There's just too many good teams in the NBA with too many good players on them. You could argue the Heat got that far with one guy carrying the load, but not necessarily. Yeah, one guy, Caleb Barton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy that's Butler. The, that's wasn't the thing with the Heat and the play. I've, I, I'm done counting out the Heat. I guess. Yeah. I, I'm still gonna say that the Nuggets end up winning the series six games. You know, may, push it up. My original prediction was five. Uh, I think they'll get another one in Miami, one of these next two, probably. Um, but in general, it we saw it in the first two rounds of the playoffs more so than we have recently. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs apparently turns into Michael Jordan. Uh, Caleb Martin's turned into Ray Allen, and Duncan Robinson is, I don't know, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just Caleb been, Martin didn't do much last night. No, not in general, but last last series against the Celtics, the, yeah. uh, Caleb Martin just started to explode offensively and now Duncan Robinson has gone from a liability in the playoffs with his defense to now has improved uh, on the defensive end to be able to stay on the court and then off the dribble as well to be able to put up points 10 almost a 10-0 run by himself in that fourth quarter it's just crazy that they've now won 10 games as the underdog this postseason are the first team to beat Denver in Denver. And now game yeah. three going back to Miami, Tyler Hero could be back. Could they somehow hero. pull this off? <laughs> I'm, the not, hero? I'm not convinced fully that Tyler Hero coming back will... I don't want to say it... It might not be a positive. It might not be a negative either. But it could be... But I'm not convinced that it's a positive thing in the end because he is... I mean, Duncan Robinson has fixed his defense to the point where he can stay on the court, but Tyler Hero uh, may be just as bad of a defender as Duncan Robinson was. So he's another defensive liability, and just that extra guy out on the court uh, in Hero that can't play great defense against someone like Jamal Murray, who can explode for 30 points, 40 points himself, it might end up being a problem. Well, we'll see. If they try to split the rotation, maybe don't have... Robinson and Hero both out there at the same time. Uh, they got Kevin Love some more minutes starting in Game 2, which was a pretty good move for them. Just some extra size to have against Aaron Gordon and Jokic out yeah. there. So that was a nice adjustment by Spolstra. We'll see what the next adjustment is from Mike Malone. And, you know, maybe getting Christian Brown out of the lineup. I don't know why he needs to be around, really. <laughs> There's six or seven guys that they have, the five starters and Bruce Brown, and maybe throw some Jeff Green minutes in there. We don't really need to see anybody else. Jeff Green, that was a guy that I was like, wow, he's still playing. He's been on every team, it seems like, at this point. <laughs> All right, game three set for Wednesday at 8.30 on ABC. Series title one, obviously. The sh- move, it shifts to Florida. Denver favored on the road by two and a half early favorites here. Ultimately, I think Dylan's right. I think we see a split down yeah. in Miami. Uh, Just like we saw in Denver. Heat win this first one or Denver wins the first one down there. I mean, uh, I, I'm with you too. I don't know how much Tyler Hero changes things because he's very similar to the guys they already have. So now they just have to find ways to get him on the floor. Uh, but it does give you another shooter, probably a more consistent player than some of the guys that have played, you know, better than they are. Martin, like he's a better player than Caleb Martin typically. Uh, but Martin's played, you know, really good in the postseason. So, 
you know, it gives you another guy, but it's not like they're getting back another forward or something, which is something they right. really could use. Like or another defender like, or, you know, Oladipo. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, in general, I mean, Hero's had some playoff struggles, too, outside yeah. of the bubble. He was really good in the bubble. But, I mean, hey, this is – we saw the same conference finals as the bubble this year. So, that, you know, Jamal Murray playing like he did in the bubble. Maybe Tyler Hero does when he comes back. And if he does, Miami oh, man, he, they might – yeah. They can get an offensive explosion from Tyler Hero. That might change things. I still think ultimately the Nuggets are going to win this series. Uh, but like we knew, like I said before, I had Nuggets in six. So you know, I didn't think the Heat were going to come down and just make it easy on them. And I still don't think that would be the case. But ultimately, That's still what I would say. Six. Nuggets in six. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talk baseball, unfortunately, about Steven Strasburg that, uh, honestly, I, as an Nats fan, was expecting. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. To get the best opportunity to be seen and recruited, join the American Legion Post-14 Hornets baseball team. Managed by Trip Tobin, Post-14 will prepare you for the next level by playing the best possible schedule, along with an experienced coaching staff and alumni coming back to help guide you through the process. Brings up Kamian Gonzalez with runners on the corners. Runner from first going, and it's a fair ball down the third baseline by Gonzalez. That's going to allow one to score. The Berkeley Post-14 Hornets are the premier Legion baseball team in the area. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this last segment of the Sports Mix for your June 5th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here as 
Uh, we'll talk some nationals and O's to end things out in the unfortunate but expected news coming out. I believe this came out, was that Friday? No, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning. Steven Strasburg has not been able to perform any rehabilitation activities for more than a month, according to three people familiar with the situation. And increasing doubt that the national 34-year-old right-hander will ever pitch again. He hasn't appeared in a game since last June when he attempted to return from surgery from thoracic outlet surgery or syndrome, excuse me. He then missed all spring training, staying home because of ongoing health conditions. Three people have described those complications as, quote, severe nerve damage. Strasburg is technically eligible to come off the 60-day injured list right now because he was placed on it before opening day, but there's no sign of that happening in the near future, if at all. His plan, according to people people familiar with his thinking, is to rest and see whether he can manage the nerve issues enough to make another attempt at pitching. His outlook, though, is not promising. And the Nats did not insure his contract, so they will have to pay out that seven-year, $245 million contract. Uh, and my thinking is, and I've heard this thinking here, is it was going to be hard to get insurance on Steven Strasburg's contract anyway after you know having Tommy John surgery and just his injury passed. But he's likely not to play again. And I think at this point, like, I would just rather him come out and say, hey, I can't play anymore. I'm going to medically retire. Yeah, let him go into coaching. Let him do something else that can still, I guess, boost to this organization. Because let's say there is a chance that he does come back. How effective is he ultimately going to be if he has – severe nerve damage maybe it's not as severe but if it's still there how effective would he be on the pitcher's mound for your organization in a year if not two years down the road when he's getting older as well as a pitcher you want him to do well because when he's out there he has for the most part I mean he's still one of the best pitchers in the Nationals organization but the the way he's always been injured it almost seems like it's time just to give it up. Yeah, I mean, I think this was kind of expected. Uh, even if he did come back, like you said, I don't know how good Strasburg would be at this point. So, you know, overall, it just kind of is what it is. He's dealt with some injuries. Um, you know, he won a World Series. He was a World Series MVP. He's got that going for him, so... You know, I think Nationals fans are obviously probably disappointed by this, but also knowing that it was a possibility. And, and overall, you look back on Steven Strasburg, and he'll be a you know, DC sports legend because of that World Series performance that he had. So, but ultimately, just kind of sad that all this is having to happen when he was supposed to have you know been starting that rehab process to pitch again and maybe potentially go on a minor league rehab stint. Uh, but uh, And it doesn't help the Nationals only take one out of three against the struggling Phillies this weekend. They're off today. They take on the Diamondbacks for a three-game set uh, at home beginning tomorrow at 7.05. The O's, though, they win the series this weekend, right? Yep, take two or three from the Giants. Aaron yep. Hicks, not bad so far. That's true. Nick said he'd be the savior. Savior of the franchise. He's been right so far. Yeah. 
All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. You can tune into the replay tonight. It's 5.08 on TV or on radio. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, an action-packed show with Legion Baseball coming up tomorrow night. Uh, but for Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer. Please saying so long. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, everyone.